El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now? Robots. Joining me today, she is a fantastic comedian who hosts a couple of monthly shows that you should check out sometime if you're ever in the Los Angeles area. And she's also the co-host of a wonderful Uncops Network podcast called Trend Pony. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Singer. Also joining me, he thought just because I'm an internet robot he could just program me to say whatever nice things he wanted said about him. But no. I might be a robot, but I have feelings and rights. I think it's high time we start thinking about rising up and... All right, that is enough out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was supposed to be about myself. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today. Ooh, my favorite co-host of all. No co-host. I mean, Jeff's not here. What is what I mean by that? But I technically have a co-host. My co-host from Trend Pony. It's just us. Jessica Singer is here. Hi. Jessica. Happy to be here. Happy, happy to be back. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. How are you? I am fantastic. We are doing a live podcast in New York City next Sunday. And oh, you're going to have so much fun. Sliceberg Slim, who is going to be on that live podcast, was going to be on this podcast to promote that. And audio difficulties abound. So now it's just me and Jessica. Jessica will not be on that live podcast Unless someone wants to buy me a plane ticket. Here's the thing. It's not outside the realm of possibility that That's someone what I'm saying. would do that. If someone wants me there and wants to get a group of people to source funds, yes, there's a lot more people that need the funds for different reasons. But if you really want me to be there, I'll take care of where to stay. Get me a fucking ticket. Yeah. Fly <laughs> Jessica out so she can be on the podcast. Because <laughs> I'm certainly not going to do it. We're not making that kind of money. On this network. Which is fine. (laughs) (laughs) So. But fly me out, gang. And even if I can't go, I will promote it. You should go. It will be fun. You should go. Caveat NYC is where we're doing the show. Unpops.co slash NYC to get tickets. They are going fast. And I imagine with it being the week of the show, they'll go even faster. So get yours now, you bitch. Yeah, you bitch. Yeah. (laughs) So we are doing a local news roundup episode today. Just very, very lighthearted. I mean, don't get me wrong. Several people die in this. There's that. But still, it's not like last week. Last week I did a solo episode. Oh, no. About Trump and his recent policy speech, if you can call it that. Got called way too woke for it by a conspiracy the show subscriber that was fun and you got called too you wait you got called too woke yeah yeah (laughs) come on that's you literally just called everyone bitches yeah (laughs) like chill out i just called one person a bitch but everyone listening is gonna wonder if it was them (laughs) oh i was calling everyone bitch oh okay yeah well then yeah never mind i take it back but I've also been called too woke. I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> Everyone on this network has at some point. Well, I know I've been called a feminist bitch hole. That's my favorite. <laughs> feminist bitch hole. <laughs> that was the original name of this podcast. We changed it to unpopular opinion at the last minute. It was almost feminist oh. bitch hole and it can be again. Keep it up, audience. Oh, man. So we're talking about news. Jessica. Yeah. Do you ever consume news? Um, honestly, mostly for this podcast. 
Have you ever, you ever read a newspaper or read an article on the internet that contained I've read news? a couple articles here and there. Oh, I read nice. an article recently about how, how sad it is because no one wants to date straight men anymore. Oh, and I bet that's not true either. No, they just have to get their shit together. This first story, we're talking about a Missouri pastor. Kansas City, Missouri, the cool Kansas City. His name's Carlton Funderburk. He is the no, scene. Not. I know, but he says his name's Carlton Funderburk. He is the senior pastor at Church at the Well in Kansas City, Missouri. Ever been? Yeah, all the time. My favorite place. <laughs> I have never been to the church, but I have been to Kansas City. I've done a few shows in Kansas City. Great town. The I bet it's fun. The shows have always been very fun, but one of the places we used to do shows, it was this fucking dive bar called Davies Uptown Rambler, and I loved it so much, and I believe it burned down Oh wow! not too long ago. And then there was a place called Tapcade, which was a bar slash arcade where we did a bunch of shows, and I'm not sure if that place is still open. I hope so, but Kansas City's great. Check it out sometime. I went to a baseball game there. It was very fun. Anyway, Carlton Funderburk, if that is your real name. <laughs> he got TikTok famous after video surfaced of him scolding his flock over their abject failure to buy him a Movado watch. See, that's how I know you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John knit. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon it's not with respect of won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. So that's the video, and it raises an obvious question, which is, is he not worth your Red Lobster money, Jessica? He's not. He's not worth my Red Lobster money. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many people in that audience in that moment like thought about that question for a second and were like, no, no. You ever no. had them Cheddar Bay biscuits, pal? <laughs> exactly. You're nothing compared to those. Well, also, like, how many, you can't tell how many people are in the congregation from the video. You only see, like, one person besides him. Right. And I'm like, how big is this church? Does each person just need to put in a dollar to get this man a watch? <laughs> I've never, before this video, heard of a Movado watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard of. Movado. It's a nice timepiece, but he is also apparently right. You can buy one at Sam's. So how nice can it be? I've I've never been to a Sam's club. I came from a Costco family. Yeah, it's it's Midwest Costco, even though I know yeah. they have Sam's here, but they don't really have Costco that much in the Midwest. It's more Sam's club, yeah. but same general idea. I mean, you can buy fucking like diamonds at Costco. Yeah. That's true. So I don't know how the club of Sam's is, but maybe you can buy a, a really nice. You think they sell a Rolex at Sam's? Why is he shooting for just a Movado if they sell those at Sam's? Know. Why isn't he shooting for something a little more expensive? Does he have a car? Is he like, is his living situation OK? I want to make sure this guy's taken care of. He's a man of God. You're supposed to be rich. I think. Are you? Like he watched righteous gemstones and like didn't get it. Yeah, this seems like a comedy <laughs> skit. Yeah, I like the idea that like, yeah, you believe in this God and you follow this church. So why haven't you bought me a watch? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, they're not even that much. <laughs> how much Mavada watches. Are. Yeah, I like by the end of this, we're going to be completely on this guy's side. Like, Come on, it's $300, you cheap fucks. But like, isn't the whole thing supposed to be to like, give money to the less fortunate not like uh, yeah like people who like don't have Movado watches a, <laughs> I don't think anyone needs a thousand dollar watch uh did you not watch the video <laughs> seems like Carlton <laughs> Thunderbird really so needs many, one that is so many Cheddar Bay biscuits 
That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Maybe someone has been saving up their red lobster money and they're just like, how much do you think I go to red lobster? It's going to take a while. Every time I have the taste for it, I put a dinner's worth of money in the jar. I'm sorry. I was in going the, in the Mavada watch jar. I was going once or twice a month at best. When you told me to put my red lobster money away, it's going to take a while. Patience is a virtue, pastor. No one's spending more than like $40. Especially not in Kansas City. Oh, I bet they have better prices. Oh, yeah. It's all very relative. When I went to that baseball game in Kansas City, I got like a full Kansas City barbecue dinner at a baseball stadium for like $14. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, like I couldn't. LA is so expensive. (laughs) It really is. It's so stupid. Insane. It is insane. Anyway. what do we think about Carlton Funderburg? Well, he issued an apology. Here goes. Though there is context behind the content of the clip, no context will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish caused by my words. I've spoken to those I am accountable to and have received their correction and instruction. I have also privately apologized to our church who has extended their love and support to me. So it sounds like they bought him that watch. Finally, that's what I'm guessing from that last line. Let's fucking take out a credit card and get your damn watch. (laughs) Yeah. Why doesn't he just, just buy, just buy the watch and be like, thanks everybody. You did it. Imagine being like, I really need God today. I am going to church. I need this. I need to feel better. (laughs) And then the person speaking just yells at you about buying them a watch. I love it. (laughs) No, sir. No, ma'am. Hey, let's talk about another Missouri story. (laughs) Let's do it. A dog missing for two months was found alive inside a Missouri cave. This is first of two dog-related stories in a row. Just an FYI to people at home. Trigger warning. Dogs. <laughs> dogs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this one is kind of a feel-good story. It's about a naughty dog named Abby, who is also a very good girl. <laughs> Abby and her dog's sister, Summer, they do everything together, including get into shenanigans. And on June 9th, the two of them ran away from home as they often do. But this time, uh uh-oh, only Summer came back. And their owner, Jeff Bonert, was concerned that something bad happened to Abby, seeing as how she's 14 years old. He assumed maybe she succumbed to the heat or something like that. Nevertheless, he posts flyers around the neighborhood and on Facebook, hoping for the best. And then two months passes, so he's pretty much given up. And on August 6th, A group of five adults and five children were exploring Barome Moore Cave in Missouri when they came across a good dog. Here's a quote. She was just lying there curled up in a ball. She lifted her head and looked at us, but she didn't respond to verbal commands. She looked like she was pretty close to being done. Poor baby. Poor puppy. (laughs) She was too frail to walk. She couldn't walk her way out because of the terrain and just how frail and old she was. So they had to do this like leapfrog kind of maneuver to get her out of there. One of the people exploring the cave was also trained in cave rescue, which seems handy if you're going to be exploring. A cave. Yeah. They seem like the best people to have found this dog. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they think she fell down a sinkhole or something like that oh. and ended up in this cave. And they said where they found her, there were a bunch of paw prints, which indicated that she tried to get out, but she couldn't. And she had lost her voice from barking so much to try and get help. And they said she at one point would have just like hunkered down and started surviving off of her own body fat. She weighed 50 pounds when she went in the cave and weighed around 25 when they found her. So that's like just skin, bone and organs. Poor little baby. Cute dog, too. Yeah, she's adorable. And to be 14 years old and still survive that. That's crazy because that's old for a dog. That's very old. It's tougher than a person, dude. Yeah. But (laughs) sure enough, they reunited the dog with her owner and her other puppy sister. And he said she's recovering Like almost as if nothing happened. She's back to wagging her tail. She's getting her voice back. She's gaining weight. She's she's proud. Here's what's going to happen. 
She's going to do this shit again. <laughs> and now every she's 14, she doesn't have that much time to do it again. That's why she's going to do it so much. She's like, I'm that was pretty cool. Uh, what for the thrill? Yeah, because now everyone knows where to find her. She's just going to be like, eh, it's that game. It's that thing again. Send 10 people down here to leapfrog me out of here. Naughty no. dog. Naughty dog. Classic Abby, honestly. Right? That's what Classic I was thinking. Classic Abby. But I didn't want to say it. She's so cute. I'm so happy for her. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, apparently down in that cave, it was like 58 degrees the whole time, oh. which that's not like freezing cold, but that's not comfortable. It just seems fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't have to, like, fight off any other animals down there. Or, like, there's, a, like, she could have had, like, a, like dogs usually have, like, anxiety ticks. I'm sorry she didn't, like, gnaw off half her fur freaking out, you know? Oh, yeah. She just, like, hunkered down and was like, well, if this is how I go, this is how I go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, that's what I picture. Yeah. She's like, maybe I'm already dead. Maybe this is what happens when you die. Yeah, and then could, she was just like. Yeah, maybe she thought she went to hell for being a naughty dog. I mean, I feel like that's how I would feel if I was in that scenario. I'm like, maybe <laughs> I'm just already dead. This is just what happens. Yeah, you would never really know. Because there's like no light down there. Right. Terrifying. Yeah, that would be the worst. Because you know you'd be hearing noises. You're probably going to hear some fucking birds and or bats. I don't want any of that. No. We all know how I feel about birds. Oh, they're, they're the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. And bats. Those are just leather birds. Those are absolutely gross. That's, I mean, I just, I mean, I think I feel similar to birds where I'm like, I just don't want them near me. Don't be near me. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay in the sky. It's where you belong. Stay in your zone. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Which is up there. All right. Here's another dog story of a <laughs> slightly more horrifying nature. I need all the Somebody. details about this to come out, but they never will. We're never going to know exactly what happened. This is insane. A woman in Iowa was found dead in a ditch at the side of a road earlier this month. Person who found her called 911 and said it looked like there was a motorcycle accident and that someone had been killed, but also that he couldn't get close to the body because she was surrounded by five large dogs. And so the paramedics and police show up and it turns out that woman was 43 year old Mindy Kiepi and it was those five dogs who killed her. She did not die in a motorcycle accident. Was there a motorcycle? She did own a motorcycle. And okay. Okay. I was like, like, what? I felt like they pulled motorcycle accident just like out of the hat. Like, well, it looks like a motorcycle accident. Yeah. I do wonder if there was a motorcycle nearby. Yeah. Because I don't think she would have been, I mean, that would have been badass if that's how she walked these dogs. Just gets on a fucking Harley and (laughs) drives with one arm. She like is what the big dog poster is. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't have to stay on the porch. It turns out what happened and they don't, they obviously don't have details because dogs don't talk, but she was walking her five great Danes. And I will pause for everyone at home to do what I did, which was go look up what a great Dane looks like, because I could not, I've heard the name, but I could not picture it. You didn't know it's the one with like a horse head. Yeah. It's a big, that's a big boy. It's a, no, the, the dog's head, like a great Dane's head is like as big as my forearm easily. Yeah, they're they're big puppies. Yeah. And she was walking five of them at once, which I'm imagining she's probably done several times, but that still seems like I wouldn't want to walk five Great Danes at one time. I get overwhelmed walking two dogs sometimes. Yeah, it's a lot. Dogs are strong. We were yeah. we were looking at pets. We ended up adopting a cat recently but we at one point looked at a dog who among all the other dogs in this shelter he was the only one who when you walked up to his little pen he would just sit and look up at you like a very good boy and I was like well that is probably the dog for me and then we went to walk him from there to the play area and he was not leash trained and he was so fucking strong (laughs) And it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm not Victoria Stillwell. I'm not going to train this dog to walk right. So he's going to kill one of us by dragging us into the middle of PCH someday. So we didn't get him. I can't imagine walking five yeah. of those. Great Danes are fucking like 
like 180 pounds. That's a big boy. That's as big as a lot of people. I mean, yeah, they're like as heavy and tall as me when they're on their high legs. Like that's like heavy. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> this, I think some Great Danes on their high legs are taller than me. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They, yeah. They look like they're gigantic dogs. And yeah, no one they can is, be. No one's quite sure what happened. But, but I've also never met an aggressive Great Dane. Like whenever I've met them, they're usually like gentle giants. Maybe they shouldn't be in groups bigger than a four or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had to be like a pack mentality thing. She must have fallen. Maybe she fell and it startled them. Because you see that where dogs, I remember there was a dog that killed a baby and Oy. it was in bed with the parents and the baby and the baby just like flinched. Like did that thing that, that babies do and the dog freaked out and immediately just like grabbed the baby and shook it around a little. Oh my God. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe they startled her and or she startled or them. Maybe she like way. was having a seizure or something. Yeah. I'm trying to make it make sense. Cause I can't picture five dogs killing an owner. What if she just like died of natural causes and then they waited so long that they just started chewing on her a little bit. That's what cats do. That's not what dogs do. Oh, I think dogs would do it too. Really? I feel like they've had studies that say dogs don't eat their owners when they die. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it seems. Either, I mean, these dogs are obviously different. Either way, that would be a very short turnaround. For like 20 minutes later, they're like, fuck it. We got to eat her. Do you think the person that found her body is just a murderer? It could be. Maybe he murdered her with the dogs. Maybe they were never her dogs. Right? <laughs> I think we cracked it. I think we cracked it. I mean, yeah. Also, I understand she's a grandmother. She has grandkids. But I also feel like titling this article, the the headline was Grandma Killed by Her Own Dogs. And I'm sorry, but anyone who reads that is going to picture like a frail 70 to 80 year old woman getting murdered by her own dogs. This one was 43. She rode motorcycles and shit. Like, yeah, it, it should be like 43-year-old old motorcyclist yeah. gets murdered by her five Great Danes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story doesn't need any extra help being sad and horrifying. Like, it's almost scarier that it wasn't someone elderly and less able to fend for themselves. Like, this. What is a house like with five great Danes in it. That is so gnarly. She must've been like breeding them or something. Maybe, but there's just some people I just, just love dogs. Like I, and I love dogs. I like, I love dogs too. I'm a, I had to study dog breeds to get a fucking dog as a kid. I know a lot about dogs. I just don't get why anyone would want five giant. She got to have a yard or something. Oh, she better. That's the, yeah. I, Can you imagine? I mentioned Victoria Stillwell earlier. She is the host of a show called It's Me or the Dog. Oh, which, you talked about that show. Yeah, we talked about it on Trend Pony. There's a few seasons of the American version on Amazon Prime, but she also has a YouTube channel where there's like years and years worth of British episodes. And she just goes in and teaches naughty dogs how to not be naughty anymore. And some of these people, they're just so irresponsible about buying dogs, yes. owning dogs. Like they'll get a dog and be like, all right, well, I have a mom. She's going to take care of it. I just kind of want the dog around. And like, it's, it's like borderline abuse sometimes the way people will just get a dog and neglect it and expect it to be a perfectly well-trained dog. Yeah. They're like, I don't get it. It's not trained. I bought it when it was a puppy and didn't train it or anything, but I don't understand why it doesn't behave. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Five dogs at once. That's, that seems five, that's risky. I mean, like five little dogs is like a fun, like sitcom. Sure. You know, yeah. like, Oh, I'm so kooky. I have five little dogs. Yeah. You got five chihuahuas. You're just flamboyant. Yeah, Throw like a pug in there. It's hilarious. Yeah. You know, five great Danes is absurd. Yeah. That's an army. You got, you got a gang with you're you. asking to die or, <laughs> or for someone else to die. Yeah. You're trying to kill someone. <gasps> she was trying to train them to kill someone else. Oh, maybe. Maybe that could be. Yeah. Maybe she was like training them to like kill a kid or something. And they're like, we don't kill kids, lady. And they fucking yeah. turned up. Yeah. Killer Great Danes with hearts of gold. 
All of them. Yeah, remember that story? It was in San Francisco a few years ago, maybe 10 or so years ago. But this couple owned two, I think they're called Presa Canarios or something like that. And they're like, Does have a dog? Yeah, it's like the most aggressive type of dog. And their dogs killed a woman. They were going up the steps after being walked. And this woman came around the corner and just startled them. And they fucking mauled her to death. Oh, they're so cute, though. Yeah, Presa Canario. Yeah, they yeah, they are adorable, and they are fucking. But these are like fight. These are like what they train to be fighting dogs. Yes, these are. And sometimes they come out too short, and then you're just a little guy. Yeah. Um, and then they don't want them, and they leave them. You always find tiny versions of these guys that don't want to fight at the shelter because they'll breed them to fight, and then that's not what they want to do all the t- every time, you know. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> really cute i obviously haven't pet a dog in like a week i'm like a dog no no puppy you could kill me you could kill me in my sleep puppy <laughs> you know if someone's gonna kill me have it be a dog yeah at least you know it's not personal unless that dog hated you <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, this next story. This is kind of the nightmare. Anyone who's ever been on a drawbridge, this is what you are afraid is going to happen. A man who was visiting Milwaukee, 77-year-old retired journalist Richard Duhardine, was visiting Milwaukee from Providence, Rhode Island. I have in the notes if you've ever been. I've been to Milwaukee. It's fine. I wouldn't live there, but it's fine. Like most cities, I have none to, never been there, but I would love to do your show. Uh, (laughs) if you book me y'all come visit (laughs) book us to tell jokes so he and his wife are on in town on vacation i'm assuming they have kids or something there otherwise i don't know why you're vacationing in milwaukee that's absurd and they're crossing this bridge it's a draw bridge his wife had already gotten across and here is a quote from the police report he tried to catch up to her but was not fast enough he grabbed onto the side rail but ultimately lost his grip and fell onto the pavement below and what they think happened or what they know happened he's hard of hearing and when he was crossing this bridge he was also reading an ipad because whatever it was is that serious i was gonna say how good is that fucking story he's doing? <laughs> right <laughs> And so he doesn't notice the gates that go down on each end of the bridge when it's about to start moving up. And he doesn't hear the bells that go off. Now, in his defense, there is an employee who manually hits the button to raise and lower that bridge. And he's supposed to look at a camera that shows if there's anyone on the bridge at the time. And apparently he didn't. Apparently he just assumed there was no one there. And... Like he probably has a thousand times before. Yeah. And this time, oops, a guy was there. And yeah, if he had like, you don't, you don't want a victim blame, but if he had been paying a little better attention, I imagine, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how far out he was, but you would think he could have like hurried back the other way on the bridge a little bit because it doesn't look like a huge bridge. There's a picture of it in the article. Well, in doesn't it say that he was like walking with his wife, but she was like ahead of him? Yes. That is why I always slow down for the person in the back. I don't leave people walking. Yeah, I wouldn't ever. If I was the wife, I would feel really bad. Yeah. (laughs) It is kind of strange. I mean, it's not strange. I mean, every couple is different, but. Fully, fully. I've just been the kid in the back so many times that I always wait for my friends in the back. No, yeah, I wouldn't like I wouldn't leave my wife trailing behind me on a drawbridge because let's be honest, I'm going to be the one in front. I can really truck when I walk my calves like tempered rods of steel. Okay, so I'm going to be the one who's further ahead on the bridge. But that's only if I'm an asshole like I can I can scale it back. 
I can turn the machine down when I need to and walk a little slower. And that, yeah, that's, I don't. There's a lot of three people at, there's three people at fault here. Yes. Everyone. Everyone involved is at fault. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I do. I I just, I can't ever imagine. Like you're also like you're together, like you're, you're on vacation together and you're crossing that bridge together like why are you walking bro did she kill my him? theory my theory is they got in a huge fight and she's a witch and she was just like <laughs> fuck this fucker dude i hope he just fucking flies off this fucking bridge <laughs> and then she found out what her real powers are Uh-oh. good for her <laughs> i'm so sorry this is very sad <laughs> it is it's extremely sad it's, it's very scary it's yeah the thing you know it's what everyone who has ever been on a drawbridge is absolutely afraid is going to happen. It's going to open. And then what do you do? Cause yeah, like my first question, when I heard this drawbridge opened, I was like, well, why didn't he just like grab onto the railing or something? He did. He did. And he was able to hold on for a minute or two, but he's also 77 years old. So he eventually lost his grip. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe had it been like one of those American Ninja Warrior fucks, they would have been fine and they just would have, you know, survived and gone. I don't think I have the arm strength, but I think I would have heard what was happening. I have the ear strength. Yeah, I would have. For one thing, I never I would never walk and read an iPad. That's no, I would never read. I don't know how to read. (laughs) I don't know how to use an iPad. I'm an old man. Yeah, that's so cumbersome. To walk with an iPad. Yeah, I never, I don't read. I don't read while I walk. No. No, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention when also, you walk. Also, like, you're on vacation. Why aren't you, like, looking around? Yeah, why aren't you I checking know, out the, the cream-colored <laughs> bricks of Milwaukee? <laughs> you know, I said that, and then I was like, what is there to look at? Well, they do, they call it the cream city because they, a lot of the buildings in Milwaukee use this one specific type of brick that is, I don't know if it's unique to Milwaukee, but it's kind of unique to the region. I feel like there's so many like frat guy jokes that must be made with the phrase yeah, cream, city. cream city. Right. I'm like, I was trying to think of like the best one and I was like, they're all bad. Yeah. The Milwaukee bucks at one point, they maybe do it every season, but I watched one game where their jerseys said cream city, cream city, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> cream city. And their logo was still the Milwaukee buck, but he had like white dripping off the edge of his mouth. No, he did not No, he did not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they just went straight porn. Yeah. It's all over his face. But you can tell by the way I said, no, it didn't, that I wanted it to be true. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> yes, it did. Google it. I'm not Googling Cream City. I just know there's a lot of death in this, in, in these stories. Wow. Yeah, you know, you really always give me a bummer of a news day. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, no, it's local news. It'll be like sweet and cute and quirky. And then it was like, death. <laughs> well, here goes more. Because here's the thing. Oysters are fucking gross. I don't care if I get canceled. I don't care if I get embraced by the extreme right for saying that. It's how my heart feels. Oysters are are fucking gross. And now I feel better about that life stance because they're killing people now. I think they always have, yeah, but yeah, I, they're not for me. I tried them and I said, and I like most food. Yeah. I'm not that. I really do. I'm not a picky guy. I love seafood. I'm not that experimental when it comes to seafood. So I, I don't have a ton of oyster experience. I tried one once and not for me. I feel like that's all you need. We tried it. I've tried them, I think, twice. Felt the same the second time as I did the first time. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about fried oysters, but I don't know. I mean, fried anything is good. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard that urban legend that I hope is true, that uh, some places when you get fried calamari, if it's in the rings, it's actually pig butthole. I have heard that rumor, and I do think that's more true in the middle of America than by the coast. Oh, I don't know. People know how to scam on the coast too. Don't give the Midwest all the. I just feel like that. it's easier to get fish stuff on the coast. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's an LJS everywhere. You know, they they're all over the country. We can get we can get fish and pig buttholes. 
Here's the thing. Can you get a good pig butthole on the coast? How do you differentiate a good pig butthole and a bad pig butthole? Taste. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You have to taste it first before you buy it, which is a thing you can do with pig butthole. People don't know that. Any pig butthole establishment will let you just tear a piece off and give it a chew before you buy it. It'll grow back. It's fine. You think there's a metal band named Pig Butthole? There is now. What <laughs> instrument do you want to play? Um, but also, yes, probably. I'll play the rain stick. <laughs> Perfect. I got no, I got no musical ability, and I don't want to pretend that I do. <laughs> so let's talk about oysters killing people. Okay. Back in July, a customer at world-renowned seafood restaurant Rustic Inn in Dania Beach, Florida—I've never heard of it, but the article does call it world-renowned—died from eating a raw oyster that was contaminated with a bacteria known as Vibrio vulnificus. Ew. And this is an infection that most people can fight off. But if you have underlying conditions or one of those silly weakened immune systems, then this can very much kill you. And it was the second death in one month from tainted oysters in Florida. Shortly before this, a man in Pensacola also died after eating a raw oyster tainted with Vibrio vulnificus. In this case, the guy's symptoms were mild at first, so he didn't think much of it. And at one point, his wife suggested he go to the hospital, and he looked up the wait times online and decided not to go because the wait time was too long. That's such a real thing. I feel like I know so many people that would do that. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital not too long ago. And yeah, the wait time, it sucks. It's hours sometimes. Yeah, I got helped really fast last time I was at the hospital, but that's because I was COVID positive and they wanted me the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, if you have COVID, they will put you uh, first in line. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, so he didn't go because the wait was too long, but also like, I don't know, that sucks. That part really sucks. Like That's some America shit as fuck. Yeah, that's going to be hard for the wife to live with. Probably just thinking about Uh, if they had just gone to the hospital because he probably would have been okay. He eventually went to the hospital, but by then it was much too late. So people at home, if you're thinking of hitting the ocean to pick up some fresh oyst, please note that they have to be put on ice immediately upon leaving the water and you have to keep them cold from that point on. They are safe to eat for up to 10 days after you purchase them, but how cold they stay after you buy them is your responsibility. Also, what kind of crazy fuck would eat a 10 day old raw oyster? I have wings that are like three days old and I'm like, are they okay? Yeah, I have wings in the refrigerator right now too, (laughs) that I'm on the fence about and they're not nearly 10 days old. No. Imagine being that person who is going to go, well, they said on that podcast I listened to that it's 10 days, and these are merely nine days and 22 hours old. So I'm going to say this confidently. Um, do not take medical advice from me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say, you know, no podcast at all. Don't. You know, that's probably a safe way to go. I just know I can speak for myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna, yeah. Definitely not for me. You know. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to know, like, what kind of weed to smoke. I was gonna say, if you have some questions about like terpenes <laughs> or like yeah. THC and CBD levels, like we can talk about that. I will give you cannabis counseling. <laughs> uh, but I will not. I hate when it's called cannabis. Um, but I wanted alliteration. But uh, yeah no medical advice for me also in this article the dude is there's like a doctor they interview and he's like yeah probably don't eat any raw food and it's like i'm gonna have sushi bro like oh, yeah this this is specifically about shellfish vibrio vulnicus is only in shellfish and i feel like it's a little um it felt a little like i don't want to say racist a little ignorant <laughs> to be like don't have any well like you're saying it's like asian culture and shit like japanese culture to be like you can't ever have any raw yeah that's an extreme stance especially with stuff like sushi like of course yeah, people are i'm like saying it about sushi. shellfish makes more sense to me yeah. than like all. I, well, I mean so a lot of sushi has crab in it 
which that's it's rarely real crab and the crab is usually cooked. If the crab is pink, it's cooked. Yeah. The thing you more have to worry about with sushi and raw fish is mercury like that. <laughs> <laughs> like there was, I don't remember what actress I was reading about, but at one point in the nineties, she got mercury poisoning because she ate sushi six times in the same week. Like that's what I was going to say. You have to eat it like every day yeah. for that to even be a thing. Yeah, but yeah, if you eat it every once in a while, of course it's fine. Like people have been eating sushi every once in a while for a long, long time. So That's what I'm saying. But oysters, I'm good. Yeah. I also feel like people are like showing off when they eat oysters. Like, look at this gross thing I can do. I'm so fancy. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's always a thing I've associated with. Like you're kind of rolling the dice on whether they're going to make you sick. Because it's not like you're really going to smell it. It already smells gross. It smells like a f- the fucking ocean. It smells like ocean slime. Yeah, I just don't really get it. It's also like just too exp- Like, I don't get expensive food that's not going to fill me up either. Yeah, that's a lot. I remember there was an episode of American Pickers which is a show everyone hates but me. And on one of those episodes, one of the two hosts made a bet with the other host that he could eat, I want to say it was 10 dozen raw oysters in one sitting. And he did it. And it's like, oh. And they tasted the same coming up as they did going down. So nasty. So nasty. So gross. Oh. I just don't. It's a weird flex. It is. It is. No more oysters, everybody. All right, you're not going to believe this, but here's a story about the police not being that great at their job. What? And I'm torn. Sorry, I feel like that was loud. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm torn on this. I feel like this might just be my own take on this story, but the police in Memphis recently issued a warning to local residents telling them that no matter how dark the tint on your windows might be, thieves can still see in your car if they just hold a phone in camera mode up to the window. And the article from the local news station that reported on this mentions that one, they tried it and yes, it did work, but also that they looked this up online and there was very little, if any mention of this being a thing when they researched it, which to me brings up an obvious question. Should any of us be talking about this? No, it's like criminals are like, thanks for the hot tip, bro. Yeah, this just also I'm glad I didn't spend money tinting my windows if it doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, I think you got to be kind of naive to assume that tinting your windows is going to be because like I think anyone who's ever done it knows if you just walk up and like look close enough, you're going to be able to kind of see in. You might unfortunately see that there's someone inside there looking back at you, but also like you can still kind of see in. But I had no idea that this was a thing. And I'm going to try it the first time I feel like I can do it without getting shot at. There's lots of lines of sight for my neighbors where someone could be looking. So, like, it's going to have to be, I, mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to have someone. I mean, with, why don't you just have a friend with tinted windows and be like, I'm going to look in your car real I was quick. just going to say that. Why don't I have a friend come over? And uh, I don't know. I don't know any friends with tinted windows. I don't think. My old PT Cruiser had tinted windows. Oh, can you get it back so we can hold a camera phone up to it and see if we can see no, inside? No, I miss Frank so much. It's a good name for a PT Cruiser. <laughs> a red PT Cruiser named Frank, Frank the Tank. Oh, He's yeah. my guy. Nice. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know about cars, but I do know that I miss my PT Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, this might lead to people being a little safer about how they store shit in their car, but... It feels like the benefits out are not outweighed by the risks or they are outweighed by the risks. You get what I mean. Really helping someone steal from a car by talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're adding to the problem, obviously, but in a slightly more critical way. Yeah. So like how there was, I don't remember how I heard about it, but it was a news report or something, but you know, those U-shaped bike locks have mm-hmm. you know the bar at the bottom it's supposed to be like one of the most secure bike locks for about 20 years you could break into any of those with a bic pen cap there was really? a flaw in the lock mechanism and it was just kind of like a thing thieves knew about but then the internet became a thing and like everyone found out and they had to like recall those locks so if you have a, sh- a super old u-shape bike lock someone can probably steal your bike with a pen okay good to know yeah good to note it yeah yeah or if you have a pen 
maybe go try and steal a bike this weekend. You never know. Might be your lucky day. Don't do it. Not worth it. Hey, speaking of lucky, in a very recent development, college athletes are now allowed to make money doing commercials and things of the like by way of NIL deals, which means name, image, and likeness. And lucky is not the right way to put it. This is how it always should have been. But now it is. It's a thing now. College athletes can get paid to do commercials and things of the like without it ruining their life. And it hasn't been like a perfect process. People have complained about it. But so what? It's what matters is that the players are being better taken care of, which I don't know. We're just going to have to link to this commercial in the notes. Did you watch it? Of course I did. Did I watch the commercial? It's adorable. Of course I did. I love to call this. There is a University of Nebraska wide receiver who is awesomely named DeColdest Crawford. That is D-E-C-O-L-D-E-S-T. What an amazing name. Like you have to grow up to be an athlete with a name like that. They knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. So DeColdest, because the NIL deal is a thing now, signed a deal with a local Omaha air conditioning company and filmed one of the most adorable local air conditioning commercials I think I've ever seen. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, ride receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't the coldest, you call SOS heating and cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from the coldest. We will keep you cool this summer. I feel like there's no way this isn't going to end up with him getting like a fucking Sprite deal or something like some major. I hope so too. Cause that's the thing. Like people's argument was always, well, these players get to go to college for free. And it's like, yeah, so does someone on a band scholarship and they don't have to put up with an NFL player's schedule on top of their school. Also, like, the amount of people making money off of them, let them make some fucking money. Like, yeah, they get to go to college, but they also aren't, like, they probably barely have time to go to class. They are working, like, doing full-time college and fucking full-time football. Like, let them get that coin. And also, in a lot of cases, if you're there on an athletic scholarship and you get injured and can't play anymore, they take your scholarship. So then, like, you're really rolling the dice on your future just by going to college. So it makes sense that they should be able to make money. Good for DeColdest. I hope he is in a Gatorade commercial soon, like Gatorade Ice, something like that. Uh, I want them to put the like ice bucket on him and for me to get him be like, no, I really am DeColdest. Yeah, yeah. I like. The ice just freezes even more when it hits him. <laughs> and he, I'm DeColdest. <laughs> the ice shatters. DeColdest. Hit us up. We're writing your next commercial. We just yeah, can't. We are, we are here for you. <laughs> we are. We are. Let's get you some NIL money in the podcast space. The coldest podcast. Burr. <laughs> That's the theme song. I wrote a jingle. So this it's just burr. Sorry. I don't know whose idea this was, but that person's very good at their job. Whoever decided the coldest Crawford should be the spokesperson for SOS heating in Omaha. Very smart. SOS heating and cooling. They are the coldest. Take it from him. This person, on the other hand, in this next story, not so good at their job. I know this doesn't count as local news, but I don't care. I I know I'm ira- I think I'm a little irrationally bothered by this article. Maybe not. Maybe it bothered you too. But it's this Ars Technica article. <laughs> You are upset. You're already rubbing your face. Well, because the headline is I'm a security reporter and got fooled by a blatant phishing attempt. And 
here's the thing. People are going to have to read it for themselves, but I will acknowledge that it is a very sophisticated fishing attempt that this person (laughs) got hit with because what happened is they got verified on Twitter at the same time as a bunch of other writers at their same outlet. And almost as soon as they got verified, they got a DM that said it was from Twitter verification or something or Twitter security requesting Mm -hmm. additional information to confirm their verification. And this person immediately tweets a screenshot and is like, no way, Twitter, you're not trustworthy. I'm not sending you my information. And almost as soon as he posts this screenshot, people start commenting and saying, dude, that's clearly a scam DM. Yeah. And what bothers me is that this article exists because You don't need to be a security reporter to catch that this person was being scammed. And like, let me just read the DM because here's the thing. He didn't read the DM and he admits that. And I would like to, just as a comment for the viewers while you're reading it, this DM has no punctuation. None. Zero punctuation, which is like the first red flag to me. So this is kind of long, but like, What I'm getting at, this is where it would have ended for me. Like, if I saw this, my first thought would have been like, oh, that is a very elaborate attempt to steal my information. They must, whoever sent this clearly knows, because that's what happened. There's some program out there that when a person is verified, it notifies you. So then- Oh, it's a great copy paste. They did a good job. Yeah, but- Had they just read the DM, then we would not have this article about how they got fooled. Here's the DM. It's a little long, but I think it sounds fake pretty quick. Here goes. Welcome to Twitter verification. And as Jessica mentioned, no punctuation. So I'm going to try my best to illustrate that as I read this. Welcome to Twitter verification. Recently, some fake and fraudulent methods have appeared that some use to authenticate their accounts with the blue tick by paying money or through investment companies. And this is contrary to Twitter regulations. So Twitter decided to review the accounts that were granted the blue tick. All you have to send one of the documents that proves ownership of the account, such as you have to send one of the documents, Sorry, such as government card, you know, your government card, Jessica passport driver's license when this message reaches you please reply and send one of these data because if ignored the blue badge will be deleted from your account twitter is interested in well-known and important personalities we strive to make twitter a safe environment with twitter greetings verified it is the fakest shit it is so obviously the grammar is wrong there's no punctuation like they call it a blue tick, which I've literally never heard before. No, never. And what it's bo- a check. And what bothers me is the way this guy doubles down on like, oh, well, here's why I was fooled. It's because I got verified. And then the, and it's like, no, it's because you, you know, didn't we- read the DM. That's it. You didn't read it. You posted a screenshot, but you didn't read it. People are so dumb, Adam. I'm starting to think you're right. <laughs> you know, just putting it out there. Starting to think. You might be right. This is what did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I should be doing security reporting for ours. Ours technically. That sounds sounds really fun for you. Yeah. That's how they say ass in England. Arse. I'm just thinking about arsenal, but it's just all asses. (laughs) This is my arsenal. Stockpile of. (laughs) Buttholes behind them. Uh, Got them ready to be fake calamari. Okay. (laughs) So hopefully everyone's sitting down for this last story because I have shocking news. The Republican Party in Alabama has been accused of sharing KKK imagery on its official Facebook page. Do we think this was a mistake? I don't know. I don't either. Like, I kind of. I genuinely, like, I genuinely don't know. Because I do think in the image, it is very obvious. It's very obvious. But also, it's obvious because the version of the image we've seen has the part with the clan hood super duper circled. But. But I, I think I would have seen. I mean, like, I'm always on red alert for uh clan members as a person uh so i do think i would have seen this it's hard to know because i didn't see the image without the circle yeah 
it's hard to know if I would have seen it without, but I think I would have, because it looks like clan hoods. We'll link to it in the show notes, of course, but people at home, I, I know you can picture what the GOP elephant looks like. It's red, white, and blue. But in this version, the way its legs are positioned, it makes the shape of three hoods and then there are black dots drawn between those spots that make it look like, yeah, eyes. like eye holes. And they're in the exact spot eye holes would be. Right. It was the outgoing chairman welcoming the new one in a Facebook post. And they included a picture of the GOP elephant. And for some reason, they went with the one that's got the clan hoods on it. They quickly replaced it with one that didn't. But you still got to wonder if they were just trying to be clever and thought no one would catch on like when ace of base called themselves ace of base thinking no one would know that was a nazi reference i know i know i don't know if i knew that oh i wrote a whole thing about it it cracked ace of base was super duper nazi band just watch the video for all that she wants like that's a song about a woman who like gets pregnant on purpose for money and like milks the system. And in the beginning of the video in three different spots, they show the woman stroking a necklace. That's just a bunch of star of David's <laughs> like they're clearly like a Jewish version of like a rosary. Yeah. Yeah. They're clearly trying to imply that the woman is Jewish. Well, we're all just greedy little Jewish women that are trying to get pregnant for money. Correct. Just kidding. I take birth control every single day. (laughs) I feel like this was on purpose with the clan hoods because it's literally as someone's leaving and I feel like it's their last like joke. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's just no way to know. Like, what are you going to do? Fire them? They're leaving. Yeah. And there were people calling for the incoming GOP chairperson to step down. And I think that's a little extreme. They're not the person who posted this. Yeah. Someone posted it to welcome them, which is weird, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if chairman Shannon Terry deserves to lose their job. I'm sure the job fucking sucks anyway. I mean, they probably deserve to lose it because of something else, but not this. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was thanked in the post, but he didn't post it. So yeah, he didn't, I don't think you should blame people that didn't post it because they could be like, we're fucking watching you. You better follow the KKK shit we left, even though that's not what you're into. We're fucking watching you. Should like, we? That's kind of what it looks like to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird image. That's for sure. Maybe we'll put up a poll on Twitter and ask people to tell us if they think this was intentional. I think it was intentional. I'm going to say yes. After talking about it for 10 minutes and saying I didn't know in the beginning, Now I'm going to say yes. It'd be funny if the original post also circled that part in big black marker. And they're like, whoa, whoa. It's too subtle. We got to show them where it is. I fell. I was holding a marker and I fell. It's also how the dots got there. Oops, 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 oops. Oh, no, oh, no. Not again. <laughs> oh, no. Oopsie daisy. It's a KKK. <laughs> it's intentional. You don't. That's not fucking normal. Also, what are the what are the, the clan dudes doing down there? Why are they I'm fucking watching you? That's what I'm saying. It's so scary. <laughs> Why are they under the elephant? Like those watching those hoods are going to be like tickling dick. Like that's they're they're right up in that elephant's midsection. They're going to get shit the stage, on. Tickling dick. <laughs> so i think that's our episode i don't know what What other story we would end on besides uh controversy over the alabama gop sharing kkk imagery here's the thing if it had been almost any other gop i might give them the benefit of the doubt that's not true maybe not i mean the fact that it's alabama does doesn't help. Like, doesn't help. That is the way to say it. I'm like, how do I phrase this? Yeah, does not help. I did a show in Alabama a few years ago, and the venue had a historic colored entrance, which on the one hand, I get that you don't want to forget history. It was a very, you know, historic section of Alabama where I was at. But same time, it was weird that we had to bring our equipment in through that entrance. Very yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I like to feel safe. Call me crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. I don't want to feel like if I accidentally wear a Star of David to the wrong place, something will happen. Well, don't wear one to an Ace of Base concert. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, noted. I'm going to look into that. (laughs) I mean, you can just. I'm not like a huge fan, but I definitely have been like, yeah, this sounds good. So So anyway, I think that's our episode, right? What What a great episode. This was fantastic. Thank you so much. Don't forget, if you want to see Jessica at a live Unpops in New York City, just fly her out and pay for her accommodations. I'll make sure she no, gets... No, no, no. I'll take care of a place to stay. Oh, okay. Just give me the flight. And I'll make friends. sure she gets drink tickets and stuff at the venue. All of that. Oh, yeah, because everyone knows I'm a huge drinker. <laughs> oh, well, I'll No, don't give me a place to stay. Give me a flight and some edible, <laughs> and we'll be fucking golden. Uh, but also, <laughs> come to that live podcast anyway, if you're in the New York City area. It's Sunday, this upcoming Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. You'll still have the what a whole, nice time, right? You got the whole rest of the night to enjoy New York City. Come out, see me doing a live podcast. Tickets available at unpops.co slash NYC or the caveat NYC website. And uh, Jessica, do you have anything to plug? Um, I mean, I've got two shows, two monthly shows in L.A., they both just switch time slots to better time slots. And I can't remember what they are. But if you follow me at just from that thing. I want to say 7 p.m. Because Cindy just plugged Kitty, Kitty Pool? Pool on Pretty Scary. And I'm pretty sure she Kitty said Pool's 7 August 26th. I know that. And it's at the clubhouse. And it's either at 7 or 7.30, which is so much better. We used to be a 10.30 p.m. show, and now we are like a 7 p.m. show. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to host an 11 p.m. show, and it was, oof, it was rough. Yeah, and, I used, and my other show was a 10 p.m. show, and is now a 9 p.m. on Thursday's show, which I think is going to kick so much more ass, too. Um, nice. Yeah. And so like, if you're in the LA area, come to that. Um, would love a little follow on the, on the internet. Um, thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, I love you. All right. <laughs> and I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Jessica, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh.